stuck in your venture? Feeling isolated as an entrepreneur and know that you can be making and doing more? Whether you're a nooks and cranny entrepreneur or full on, this podcast offers quick, actionable tips and tricks for new and emerging entrepreneurs to move your business venture forward and make more dollars out of sense. Guided success for entrepreneurs with your host, Sheila T. Welcome to Guided Success for Entrepreneurs with Sheila T. Last week, we looked at a marketing plan for your business and why it's important to have one. And this week, I thought it might be helpful at the beginning of the year to dive into hiring, as many of you may be at the point of hiring in your company. It's an important leap in your organization and is often overlooked as simply feeling the need with a warm body. You know, I talk about part of my why in doing what I do is to help entrepreneurs leapfrog the big mistakes in the entrepreneurial journey. And I share this, of course, because I've made a lot of them and corrected them. So I love that I can take my lessons and pass them on to you so you can avoid them. One of the many lessons in my entrepreneurship manureship, as I often call it, because uh, entrepreneurs have a bit of manure that comes along with the territory at one point or another. And one of those lessons was on hiring. I started my business with the intention of ramping up by myself, obtaining office space and providing the world, or at least the good folks of the Valley, amazing job opportunities. And some of you may remember the economic state of 2007. We were just taking a huge dive into an economically depressed state, to say the least. I started my business in January 2007, and I was determined to follow the rules in order to be successful. I bought a franchise and trusted that the research I had done and the organization I chose were the right direction. The formula was exactly as I mentioned ramp up as a one or two person entity and immediately obtain office space and hire several people on commission. And if you really wanted to pay a salary, well, that was your choice. I really struggled. I had hired staff many times before and onboarded them and had a majority of success. However, this was when I worked in corporate. So someone else was funding the payroll. Maybe you can all relate. I decided I needed bodies making calls and helping me with sales, raise the river, if you will, call on the troops, and hired people to help me build my business on commission only. Did I mention it was 2007 and I wasn't making any money yet? Well, you can already guess the end there. These folks were not successful for a number of reasons. I hired them all, one, prematurely. I hadn't done a good job casting my vision and the idea of culture that I wanted to create for my venture. So I hadn't created the proper excitement, if you will, and I needed a different kind of help. I was working in my business and not on it, and I basically bought myself a job and hung a not-for-profit sign and invited folks to come in and park themselves. I skipped all the technical aspects of hiring right, right time, right people, right vision, and I didn't follow my gut or intuition. And that gut feeling or intuition is such an important piece, particularly for women, as we tend to be a bit more in tune with it. Men have it also, but they're typically not as in tune as women. I will also tell you that this particular topic of hiring could be a 10-part series, so we're going to scratch the surface on some good basics to step out on the right foot. So some of the first things that are important in considering hiring, whether this is your first or your hundredth, is to have a clear definition and expectation of what that individual will be doing. Sounds so simple. 
What qualifications should they have to be successful? Is it education credentials, experience, organization, a good personality, combination of those? It is absolutely critical that you, as the business owner or leader, understands and emulates who you are as an organization. Be able to describe what makes your organization special and be able to recognize what talent fits within your company culture that you've created or defined. This has a tremendous amount to do with your why, that that, that I talked about in the beginning. Simon uh, Sinek has the popular book, Start With Why, and it talks about the culture of organizations absolutely defined by their why and driven to amazing heights because of it. You know, Apple is a great example. Why is it that Dell or Microsoft doesn't have the cult following of Apple? Is it the creativity, ingenuity, boldness, and ultimate why of Steve Jobs is why we love Apple or perhaps hate it? <laughs> it's the passion behind the why. I love the story of Samuel, Samuel Pierpoint Langley. It's a tongue twister. You might not have heard of him. He was an inventor and an astronomer that was well-funded to invent the first air flying machine to carry people, the airplane. Long story shortened, he wanted to be first, famous and rich. That was all he thought about. He had the government contract to do it, high-level connections, and he was highly educated. He had a bold goal, but no sense of why he wanted it. No larger cause other than fame and wealth. Now, Orville and Wilbur Wright had no such luxuries as Langley. No funding, no government contract, no high-level connections, no high-level education sort of no real plan. They simply had a dream of figuring out this flying machine and changing the world. They dreamt of the benefits to everyone achieving their dream. And when they were actually successful, they had no one covering the story and they wanted to share the news, of course, to make sure they really had something. Langley was so focused on obtaining prestige and fame that when he heard of the Wright brothers' success, he simply quit. He wasn't first, and he didn't obtain fame and fortune, so he was out, without a why, without passion, whether that is to change the way people listen to music, enjoy family, catapult as an entrepreneur, improve people's lives with flying from country to country, you are less likely to be successful, and you'll be struggling to identify a strong culture or meaning for your business." So that passion and succinct direction, the why, are some of the foundations of good hiring. You've got to understand who you are as an organization, be able to describe what makes your organization special, and then recognize what talent fits in your company culture. For most small business, we often get caught up in how to hire people. We're so excited to be able to hire folks that we're checking to ensure we didn't miss the technical steps of getting our EIN, setting ourselves up with withholding taxes for employees, E-Verify, workers' comp, the list goes on. And we are not even focused on what kind of people do we want to hire. We just want to ensure that we can and we're ready, which is important. However, small businesses, growing businesses are often focused on a bit of filling and billing, if you will, just needing warm bodies. If I can just get five sales folks in on the phones, if I can just get an admin person that will fill in the blank. 
So backing it up a bit, even if you're an established business, to better define your why, understand your organization so you know what you're looking for, you need to know who you are. And if you can't describe that to a potential employee, what your culture is and what makes you special, it will be a struggle. Sometimes as small business owners, we also get caught up in the other facets of building our business that we bypass the critical element or abandon it for other priorities. How do you want employees to think about you? How do you want their experience with your organization to be? What kind of environment do you want? This is important so you recognize talent for your organization when you see it. The right talent for you may be very different from your competitor down the street. And this applies whether your organization is virtual or a blend. And I would say even more important if all your employees will be remote, which is so often the case, particularly now. So one way to start this or perhaps capture this is in a position profile. And it's a twofold uh, process in doing that work. It forces you to write down the things I mentioned earlier, what makes you special, your why, if you will, and not just about the skills or qualifications, but what would the job say if it could speak? Also, this is the time to gather input. If it's just you in your organization, perhaps those that know your business, clients, mentors, coaches, ask them, what do they think you do especially well? What challenges and opportunities face you from their perspective? I know this sounds tedious. Why do I need to write down what I want? Well, outside of that, it forces you to put it to paper or computer, your why or your vision behind your company. It also protects you down the road. When you start hiring, it's important to be consistent in your practices, to have processes and procedures in place. Believe it or not, there are people out there that will prey on small businesses that appear to be a big cash cow for them. They'll look for inconsistencies in your processes or reasons you didn't hire them or reasons you let them go. They're professionals at this stuff. So you absolutely want to know your compliance and getting clear on your organization and the position or positions you want to hire with specific criteria is the first important process. There is much more to talk about in the legal aspects of this, but for now, know you're doing yourself a huge favor for future success. And we certainly can't talk about compliance and legal without digging into budget. It's great when we know exactly who we are and what we offer and are incredibly passionate about it, but if we can't pay anyone, we're not able to hire. So it's critical to know your numbers, uh, not just profit or revenue coming in, but actually looking at what it will add to expenses for those hires and at what point that hire pays for itself. And yes, this is part of what we cover in the Financial Roadmap for Entrepreneurs course. And as you're doing that exercise, you might find that you need to be creative in what kind of employment you can offer. So for example, if you're looking at a full-time sort of traditional W-2, maybe there isn't budget for a regular W-2 employee and you want to look at other options. You do need to be cautious again of those legal obligations and potential pitfalls of non-standard employment relationships. There are many ways to hire employees or help that you need. Internships can be wonderful in partnering with community colleges, trade schools, universities, and you don't always have to be a not-for-profit organization. 
There are some challenges there, but definitely a viable option, particularly for trade services like home care, motorcycle repair, HVAC, etc. Another favorite is temporary staffing firms. I love using them, particularly for sometimes hard to fill lower level positions. There's less of an obligation if the person isn't a fit, and most times the staffing firm takes care of all the tax and payroll items so you don't have to. One of my other favorites is, of course, a virtual assistant. There are some VAs, as they're called, VA firms, that have a broad array of skills that come in one person, and there are several sites that offer pros for contract like Upwork. So if you don't need to hire a full-time regular W-2 staff right away, there are many options to seek help. So remember in hiring, it's really process, process, process. This is critical. And I know you're all thinking, holy cow, I've got one more thing to add. Yes. If you are at the point of hiring, take the time to define your process. You want to define the role or the roles with specificity, how many years experience, what kind of experience, what kind of education, if any, etc., as well as the specific job duties. If the expectation is to make deliveries, for example, then they'll need a valid driver's license with maybe a DMV clean report, or if they're producing your product and they need to lift 25 pounds on a regular basis, then one of the requirements is they must be able to lift 25 pounds on a regular basis. You will also want to outline how you will interview. And what I mean by that is a process for your interviews. Will it be over the phone, via video? How many interviews and what questions will you ask to understand if the person is a fit? These questions should be asked to every single person interviewed. One, so you have a good fair evaluation of each because you've asked the same questions and to ensure you've got, you've asked good questions to understand if the person can and will do the job and a good onboarding process. Once you decide to hire, throwing them to the wind with no direction is a potential disaster. So having an onboarding process, what they should learn, read, or do and what you will do in the first couple weeks or month in their employment. You want to train your employees to now live the culture you've created. If there is a certain way to answer the phone and respond to clients, document the process. It's far easier to document now or have your new hire document early on in this process than later when things are lost to intellectual property. You know, it's in someone's head rather than on paper so that if they leave you or something happens, you have that process documented. So while process is important, so is your gut instinct. I talked about that in the beginning. I think it was Entrepreneur Magazine interview uh, with one of the sharks from Shark Tank that talked about that gut instinct. The likability factor. I call it um, the heebie-jeebie factor. And that's kind of the opposite of the likability factor. But if you have a feeling and you just can't put your finger on it, pay attention to it. Nine times out of 10, your body's telling you something. Think about a time when that's occurred. You, you felt maybe just a little hinky about someone for no particular reason at the time and later found there was merit to that feeling. Or you get a great feeling for no particular reason. Again, what your body tells you is usually right. You also want to pay attention to what others say to a degree. For example, 
It could be that another employer had a bad experience with an employee, but it wasn't the right fit both ways. And it could be an excellent fit for you. Going back to the competitor down the street, it doesn't have the same culture or need as you. So you also want to be cautious of others that might have a mission of torpedoing a career of another. Also be cautious to not let a deadline rule you. In other words, don't rush the process. Trust the process. We are all so busy and driving forward. Don't forget to give your potential employees, the interviewees, a good experience. Treat them as customers. This is your organization and how you treat potential candidates is a reflection of your organization. Okay, this has been a lot. If you're not driving, take 10 minutes to write about your business and why you're in it and what you are looking for if you're looking to hire. If you're not, this is an excellent opportunity to simply practice your why and what makes you special. Why are you doing what you're doing? I hope that your business is in momentum and needing staff to hire. It's a wonderful growth when you've got a team helping and making even more impact. And I mentioned that we touch on this piece in the Financial Roadmap for Entrepreneurs course. This course is foundational to your business and walks you through defining revenue, product service pricing, and profitability, and defines your value in the process. It develops the tools that define and drive the rest of your business. Whether you are new or been in your business for a few years, this course sets the path for financial success. What would you do to have more dollars and time to stop killing yourself working way too many hours to make ends meet and to know exactly where your business stands and how to make more money and profit? If you are feeling stuck, not sure of your next move or uncertain, maybe you hate the numbers of your business and you've been avoiding them, or maybe you're frustrated with what hasn't worked and no longer want to guess at what will work. Now is your time to jump into the Financial Roadmap for Entrepreneurs course and commit 100% to following a financial roadmap made for entrepreneurs in this new year to gain time, money, and profitability in your business. And just for my listeners, when you message me, email me, or simply click on the button in the show notes, I'll give you the code for 21% off the course in honor of a fantastic 2021 to come. It's all in the show notes for your convenience. I'm Sheila T. And until next time, wishing you a fabulous week.